I've never heard of uh, of an AC having an agent. Hey, it works, okay? Please explain this to me. <laughs> and um, is, is, is your mom taking on new clients? No, no, no. I keep her busy with all my jobs. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome back to the Camera Department Podcast. My name is John, a focus puller from Miami, Florida. I'm here with my co-host, Alex. Good afternoon. We look forward to hearing stories from you guys from our industry. To get involved in the conversation, make sure you like and subscribe to this podcast. You can also join the conversation over at our Instagram, at the Camera Department Podcast. Link in the description. On today's conversation, we want to bring to you a segment we're calling Gear Talk. And Gear Talk is basically gear talk about our gear that we talk about. (laughs) (laughs) No, but mostly it's gear that we use on set that we prefer and are accustomed to using and some gear we could recommend for those new um, that are starting off in the business and it's always good to just take notes and take advice and things like that and on today's topic we're going to talk about carts camera carts camera carts okay john how many camera carts do you own i own two camera carts i um i started off with a uh a film tools um senior cart um yeah and then I've built it out, you know, with different accessories that I've needed, um, you know, the, the Mitchell mount, stuff like that. And then I ended up purchasing a couple years ago a junior cart just to have as a backup or because I saw myself going to a lot of jobs where my senior cart didn't fit either in the door or in an elevator. Um, so I was like, you know what, I want to have an extra cart to, you know to go to different jobs with that I can, you know, and if it's a smaller job, I just pull out the small cart so I don't have to, you know, deal with the hassle of, you know, something so large. That's, um, that's a really good point because there's several jobs where senior will be more of a burden than a junior, to be honest. Um, and the reason why we're discussing carts because it's, I, I believe is we believe is one of the essentials of what an AC should have part of the kit. I remember in the beginning, as I was starting off with a second AC, I didn't have one. And for so long, I would rent one from one of my buddies. And it didn't hit me till I used it for like an episodic that I shot for almost two weeks. And at the end of that job, I got like a, uh, just for the card alone, almost $800. Wow. Okay. And were you paying your, your buddy? And I was that? paying my buddy the full rental for that card. And then when I realized on that job, after that job, I was like, dude. Yeah, the I cart's need, paid off. The cart's paid. I paid off his cart. Yeah. And it's and it just sucks because, like, dang, that could have been my cart. And I think that's something that I wish I would have been more wise to save up and invest in. Because at the end of the day, a cart is about average, about $1,000. Especially if you get from Film Tools, the Liberator card. Yeah. And that's what I was using. I was like, man, you know what? Next job. Not the next job. What the, my Whatever I made from that job, I went ahead and bought a cart. And what do you think? Decision. What do you think about the Rubbermaid carts? I see a lot of ACs now using Rubbermaid carts. The Rubbermaid carts that are already like built and you can't collapse or anything. Correct. I'd use that from time to time in the beginning as well, but it's just so annoying. Yeah. You know, the wheels itself, when we were going certain terrains, everything would just wobble and fall off and stuff, even though it had a lift of about, what, two, three inches? Yeah. And it's just... Mm. And it also depends on the car you have because True. many times I would have to um, throw it on top of my roof. I used to have an Xterra 
and I would just throw it on top of there. But imagine after a long 14-hour day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That That's the last out. thing you want to do. The last thing you want to do. Then tie it down. And I was just like, man. And then when you get home, bringing it down. Yeah. I, I, I had that same problem when I first bought my car. I always had to pack it up and, you know, put it in my... I had a, a Jeep Commander. And before that, I had a Suburban. So I was, you know, there was no rolling it in. There was none. I was like, at one point, I was... I ended up... Uh, upgrading my my van to a small little ProMaster and I can always keep it built and to be honest man that saves me so much time and headache that um I wouldn't trade it for anything you yeah. know and, and I've kept that you know same same structure going and at the end of the day any cart is better than no cart absolutely that's true so my advice would be get what you could afford in the beginning but do yeah, for sure, always have a cart. a camera cart. And just, just. What's your, what, what cart? Because um, you said you have, uh, which cart do you have? I have the same one you do. I have the Senior Liberator the from Film Tools. I wanted to get a. Here, the, the, the Mac Daddy. The Mac Daddy and Mac Daddy. Well, at that time, the Mac Daddy and Mac Daddies, which I didn't know, but it would have been a Jaeger too. Yeah, it's true. And I think every. You get well. You, at the same time, you have to realize what job, what job avenue you're in, what jobs you do, uh, because if you do a lot of music videos and if you do a lot of studio work, you can get away with the film tools, a Liberator cart or even a Rubbermaid cart. But if you do a lot of different jobs that require a lot of location moves and beach and stuff like that, the Jaeger was the way to go. But you also have to have the space for it. But the Jaeger is heavier, man. It's isn't it? It's not just heavier. It's a little bit taller, more sturdy. Yeah. But you need a space to park it when you're done. That's true. Because I, I, I believe it's a little bit bigger, um, dimension-wise, all around, from a senior cart. Uh, yeah, I don't know the dimensions, but yeah, it, it, it probably is somewhere around it, or yeah, a little bit and bigger. Price and price-wise. It's, and it's, it's sturdier. Yeah, I, it I, I, I'll definitely agree with that. It is a lot sturdier than the, than the senior cart that, that we have. And then the price-wise, we're talking about almost three times the price. Yeah. But, again, it paid itself. It's one of those things that I wasn't really well-informed in the beginning when I was doing my cart research and cart purchases. I just went with what I could afford. Could afford. Yeah. Yeah, I think I did the same thing. And to this day, I still use it. Yeah. And I'm happy. Because if you don't have a cart, guess what? Who's the one that pays for it? Especially the second AC. The second AC. Yeah. And at that point, I was doing a lot of second AC jobs. That's all I was doing. And that's why I was like, you know what? Nope, nope, nope. And even if I didn't get paid for it, I would bring it. I'm not stupid. <laughs> yeah, I always have my cart with me. Uh, there's no yeah, there's no doubt about it. It's always with me. But keeping in mind that um, if you do have uh, if you do have to have the space for it, if not, you just throw it into the production truck. But more often than not, it would live in my car. True. So we've covered, you know... The low end carts, you know, the rubber made carts. We covered the ones that we own, which are kind of mid mid level carts. And um, what what other carts do you do you see out there that if you can trade up, that you would go for? Um, definitely the innovative cart. Yeah, that is that is a Mac Daddy of all carts. That's like a Bentley. Know? Yes, it is because the price it is ridiculous to be honest, but it's worth it. You know, because the way it collapsed and how fast it could collapse, the design of it, you could, um, it has adjustable heights. Yeah. 
the braking system on it. Has it has brakes. And I have to say, we're not sponsored by any of these people. Yeah. We're just sharing with you, as camera assistants, our experiences over the years and what we've seen, what we like, what we use. So... But if any of these companies want to reach out to us and you know send us a couple cards or you know and we'll, we'll, we'll be happy we'll, to test them we'll out, we'll test them out as soon as we get back to work. We will make sure we would test them out, shoot videos for you guys. You guys just let us know. Yeah, um, I love that innovative card. You know yeah. the fact that it's black and that it has a little tint of orange is very different. And and there's a lot of accessories. A lot there, of right? accessories. Like you, you can, can put monitors. It. It, um, we had the, actually one of our, on our first episode, we talked about Danny Garcia, um, which is one of the DITs that we work with. And he just purchased um, the innovative, innovative cart. And he, I mean, he has two monitors. You know, his setup is... He has a little um, rag for his keyboard yeah. and stuff. It's very customizable for many, for many different departments because they even have an audio rack and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Mon- it just, they, they're blowing the game in, in the cart world. And, you know, is, is, it, is it necessary? No. 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 Is an innovative cart necessary? No. A cart in itself is. But you realize, you know, as you get older, you know, you just want more of uh, the greater things in life, you know, <laughs> the quality stuff. When you're actually because, making some money. <laughs> <laughs> because at the end of the day, guess what? You're still going to get the same amount of dollars for the rental of the cart as if you were to buy a Rubbermaid Correct. or even a Liberator. What's the other company? I forgot what it's called. From back, um, from the backstage, from backstage, the magliners, the magliners, the magliners, the magliners, and the liberators go hand in hand. I think they're very similar. Yeah, I do prefer the magliner over the liberator, but there is a price difference. I think of about two hundred dollars. I think that one is a lot more built in rugged than yeah. the liberator. Okay, but price point, you just got to figure out what you are. No, I definitely no. think the magliners are built. You know, I mean, look, I had I had a cart fall off a van the other day. I was by myself, you know, and it just slammed, you know, perfectly flat, and it bent the top shelf. I was able to pound the the, the top shelf back in, and it's been, you know, just like it was the first day I got it. That's a good point. Uh, speaking of carts, I remember I was on a job, and the first AC, I was there as data. I was there as second AC, I believe. Anyways, the first AC, he had a Rubbermaid cart. And we're filming in downtown, and it's literally leaning against the wall. Not leaning, it's parked alongside the wall. Mm-hmm. But we were on a, like a little drop. A little hill? Not, not a little hill, but we were like a little slanted okay. curb. And I remember walking away to go take him something, and out of nowhere, I hear a call. Boom! I knew what it was. I just didn't want to turn around. <laughs> it's one of those things you want to hide for. Yeah. Wasn't my fault. You know? Um, but I turn around and there's all his stuff rolling down downtown Miami. And it's just, it sucks because we're shooting and all that stuff happens. And you're like, dang, of all the things. It was a one take thing because we were moving on multiple locations throughout Miami, downtown Miami. And for that to happen, it's like, man, and something's broke and stuff like that. But it's all that stuff you have on top, on top of it, you know? And it's like, man, but that's that's what you get. You get what you pay for. Yeah. You know? At the end of the day, it is a Rubbermaid cart because I believe if it was any other cart, it wouldn't have tipped over. No, I think the 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 film tool carts, 
that we're talking about, I think they're definitely built for not, you know, not tipping over. Um, mm-hmm. Those Rubbermaid cards, man, they're, if you got to do it, you got to do it. Yeah, I mean, they, they get you out of a bind. Yeah. But the sooner you're able to get a cart that's more standard and more sturdy and rugged, the better, especially those with brake systems. Um, the Liberator and even the Magliner have a wheel lock, mm-hmm. which still works because it has, I think, on the, on the smart wheel side, it has them. And the Innovative cart, if I'm not mistaken, it has them on all four. The brakes, the brake system, and it's just so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, and, and the the innovative cards, they're hand brakes. Yes, you know, so while you're rolling down with all your heavy gear, you have brakes at your hands. You're not um, definitely the Magliner. The brakes aren't the best. No, but you know, it is. They 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 help out. But I've had a lot of I've had you know camera PAs that you know just didn't know, you know, just push the cart with the brake on you know yeah and, I've, and I've, true. I've you know messed up a couple wheels like that so you know those brakes aren't the best but hey they're one of the best one of the best sites to the best sites i would say if you guys are interested in purchasing a cart and seeing more details and just checking them out first one that comes to mind is filmtools.com and then the other one is it's a backstage there is yeah, backstage and film tools. I've always thought they were kind of the same. I think backstage I, I think sells stuff. Yeah. sells stuff to film tools. A yeah. lot of stuff because they have, a, they have a lot of their C stands and those big um, taco carts and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are the two places I would check. And I mean, you're gonna end up paying shipping no matter what because you, we don't live locally here. If you're here in Florida or anywhere, because those companies I think are based in LA. Yeah, film tools is based in I believe Burbank. Yeah, I've um, been there. It's really nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's like a kid in a candy store. Oh heck yeah! Yeah, it's just not as big as I would thought, but it's big enough to be in there for a couple hours. Yeah, and you get things that you don't even realize you need. Oh, that's, definitely, there's stuff there the, but you don't even see it on their website, but you see it there, and it's like, man. I definitely wish we had a store like that here in uh in Florida. Yeah, that would be help, but oh. industry is definitely out there. I'm thinking about it. It's like, wow, <laughs> if only. Um, accessories for the cars. I know you were talking about it, and I think it's, it's important to touch a, a little bit on that. When you purchase these cars, keep in mind it's just not the cart you need to purchase. As you move along, and is of, of course, if you have the resources, the sooner you get them, the better. Yeah. The hanger for the tripods. Oh yeah, you yeah, know? and that comes with also. It also has. They have one that has the uh, the baby, pin, a the baby pin. pin. Yeah, which is that's the one that I bought, and I I love that. Yeah. That's the best accessory that I have on my on my cart. One thing I, I wanted but I never got in the beginning, I was like, man, I don't want to spend the money and it's even useful. I don't even know. Was a utility box. Okay. Yeah, I didn't I didn't purchase mine right away, but no. I love mine. After I yeah. got it, I was like, bro, what? Yeah. The, what what's wrong with me? Utility box basically is, sounds exactly what it is. It's a metal box where you can stick a lot of the accessories. You can stick batteries, you can stick extra cables. It just keeps your cart more organizable for things you don't really need right away, but things that you do need to have in hand or standby in that perfect thing. Yeah, it keeps it off. It keeps it off your shelf. It's just exactly. a, a metal a metal box that hangs off your your top shelf, and it's, it's like a hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. I think they range anywhere from eighty bucks, one hundred and twenty bucks, something like that, depending on the size. Yeah. Um, which they're they're definitely worth the money. And then also, uh, one of the things that I didn't purchase right away, and I should have was a Mitchell mount that has yes. the the front that you can uh, connect the front box also to it that also holds the front box 
on the cart, I think is, you know, is definitely something, you know, especially when you have it, when you're working with an O'Connor 2575, yeah. you know, you don't want to have that on. I mean, I've seen other ACs, what they do is they, they'll get a, a hi-hat and they'll just pop it on top of their, their, their top yeah, shelf. but and it I, takes up space on your top Exactly. Shelf. That's what I don't like about it. It's, you know, it's eliminating space from you to work with. I do believe the Magliner line has a lot more accessories than the Film Tools line. But you could use either or on each system. Yeah. It just depends your need. Because the Magliner has a accessory to connect power. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think I've seen it, yeah. It's really nice. It has like a nice little... Um, has a little inlet and an outlet. Exactly, or, yeah. which is great for yeah. battery charging and stuff. But if you were to put that on the film tools cart, you got to get a little creative and modify stuff. But definitely, you know, you customize your cart in accordance to what you know your daily job will be. Yeah. Because once you stick into a realm of where you're working, they're all going to be very similar. You're not going to be in the jungle one day and then be in the studio the other day if you're not used to it because it, it could happen. Yeah. Um, so basically, those are our are you know our sense on carts you know a jaeger a jaeger a jaeger if innovative innovative right yeah. there they're like neck and neck and i think it comes down to preference i mean because at the end of the day remember this is a cart and while the innovative is a beautiful um well machined metal yeah you know a cart is gonna get beat up scratched dented it's gonna be thrown it's just it's gonna be abused. and that's and that's day one. <laughs> that's day one. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna. I don't, be... I don't remember what my cart looked like before, uh, before I started getting it on jobs. It's definitely gonna be abused, you know. So you just understand. You take care of things as much as you can, of course, but it is a tool, and it's gonna be used. Yeah. So that's why you know you pick between a Jaeger or an Innovative, but understand the price is gonna be in the three thousands. A Liberator and a Magliner, they're going to be at, this, at the same level. Price range as well between 900 and 1200 Yep. And then, of course, the Rubbermaid carts, which cost about two-something to like about four. But, again, you pay for what you, you, you get what you pay for. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Hey, listeners, this is Ryan from Film Filter Tags. We are a family-owned business who specializes in filter tags, Pelican nameplates, and much more. Pass by our website, filmfiltertags.com, and customize your tags today. If you don't see anything you like, just contact us, and we'll help you out. Now, for a limited time, we are offering a 10% off for the Camera Department Podcast listeners. All you have to do is use the code TCDP10 at checkout. And moving along, next topic on the line would be getting the job. You know, as a camera assistant, we pretty much don't guarantee the next job because we live we live on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the beginning, you just don't know when you're getting the next phone call. You don't know when the check is coming. You just don't know. But how do you deal with getting a job once you receive? You know, you know what's funny? I don't really get a lot of calls, but I get a lot of text messages. Yeah, I get a lot of texts or or emails. Um, definitely, I really don't. Um, I guess I don't promote myself. I don't think anybody promotes themselves. Some do. Um, I, some do. I don't. 
Yeah, I don't. I, I don't, don't even either. know how. Like, I. I mean, like I'm on um on the websites on Production Hub or Mandy or like I'm on those sites, but do I ever check them? Not really, because usually those sites, they're you know producers or whoever trying to you know lowball the industry. Yeah, and so I really don't check those jobs. I check them once in a while, and but uh, I really don't. Um, I guess I don't. I don't call producers to yeah. say, "Hey, I'm available," or you know, I kind of wait for that. And and I also I I probably do this a little bit more than I should have, but I rely also on the DPs that I work with because they're the ones that get the jobs. Yeah. And then you know, because I have the relationship with them, they call me, and I feel like I get a lot of my work like that. And another another avenue that that I've that that I rely on also is you know other ACs that I've worked with, you know, that I've hired on jobs with me and, you know, and they return the favor and they, they call me for a job that they can't handle um, or they're, they're double booked or, you know, whatever, whatever it can be, you know? So um, yeah, maybe I should do more promotion, but how do you promote a first AC? I don't know. I you remember, know? I, I remember I, I've heard once a couple of times, actually not at once, but a couple of times how certain producers ask for a demo reel. From an for, AC. Wow. Okay. I, me, myself, I've been asked several times for a resume. And it's like, we work so much on so many different productions on one daters, you know? Like, man, I can't keep up with that. I can keep my resume up to date. Yeah, I tried to do that at one point with uh, with my website. Um, and it's a one-page website, just has kind of, you know, projects... And I think I went like two, maybe three years without updating it. And yeah, the projects that are on there look great, but they weren't they were three <laughs> years old because the, there's no time. And on top of that, you're on, like you said, you're on so many jobs that you lose track. Like, and that's why, like with, with, when I bill for jobs, as soon as I get into the car, I start building for that job on my phone. Cause if not, oh. I will forget. Cause you, it's it's just so much information. So much information. Yeah. I mean, even when I joined the union, one of the things they asked me for was a resume, and for that I understood. But I had to go back, and I I I love and enjoy those jobs that actually take the time to do a call sheet. You know, because I go back into my emails and I just type yeah. in call sheet, and they all yeah. came out, and that's how I did my res. One of my build, I was able to fill in my resume, but I didn't go per job because. Uh, one, uh, for instance, when I do commercials, sometimes there's one or two commercials in there. Yeah. And there's sometimes when I do food commercials, like four commercials in there. Um, but it was nice to know that I could go back to those call sheets and just pop them out and then just fill in the blanks pretty much. Um, but definitely, definitely it's good to have something in hand. Something is better than nothing. And even IMDB is good to have and even True. IMDB Pro. But that's for a lot of people... I re- I seen recently that there's there's people who are putting music productions or music videos up there, so oh, you're getting not. credit for music and it's like, eh, can we just leave these for like features, you know, short films? Okay, fine. Absolutely. And do you really want to be known for putting focus on a on a on a music video that no. has you no. know three hundred no. cuts in no. three seconds? Yeah, I don't know. And not even if it's well, biggest artist today, what Taylor Swift or something like that. <laughs> I know that's your favorite. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I would. I mean, even if I was able to work on one of her music videos, I wouldn't want to be known on my IMDb that I did that. Yeah, and I, I think that IMDb should be just left for yeah for features, features and, and and short films and shorts and, and, and shorts. I don't think it's and necessary. TV. Yeah, episodic TV, TV yeah. which is great. 
Anything that has to do with scripted dialogue work, I would say. Not music videos or commercials. I don't think it's necessary because it, it's just going to be a bombardment of stuff. Yeah, it's way too much. I mean, commercials are shot like crazy. Like you said, sometimes they shoot three or four commercials. What are you going to put? You yeah. know, uh, that's that's too much. Definitely too much information. Maybe there should be a database for, you know, the, the other stuff. But, I mean. I think for that, just have your own website. How about that? Yeah. True. Because so many databases, it's like. As a producer, it's like, I'm not a producer, but I'm thinking oh, where I'm going to go. Oh, production hub or this one or this one. You know, I think when you're looking for a certain class of quality of people, you know, you go to IMDb and you see um, you see their their resume. You see what they've, what they've worked on. Yeah. And if anything, most likely those people already have a website and then you can see the full list of stuff. But as ACs, again, you don't need to have a demo reel. <laughs> that was a weird one. <laughs> I mean... Half the times when I ask people that watch stuff that I've done, I'm like, oh, did you notice what I did there? And they're like, what? <laughs> and I have to explain to them the focus. I use the eye trick all the time. Like, look at this and is your background. And <laughs> Mind so, you, the only time that people know you exist on set is when, when you're out of focus. Yeah, when you're out of focus. <laughs> Other than Absolutely. that, you know, whatever. Um, so getting back to... To the, getting the job. Yeah. So you know? what what do you do? Like, I mean, I know you're you're also in the union. Yeah. So does that play a part into how you get jobs? And you know how how do you? I think it's well since the beginning, all words to mouth. Oh, you know, yeah. I I don't like you said me myself. I don't advertise myself. Sometimes I wish I would, but the thing and the thing is, I keep myself busy that I'm not home more than forty eight hours. Yeah. Right now, I've been home for more than four months. <laughs> <laughs> but in a regular shooting, you know, um, non-epidemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on something. You're not. I'm on something every other day. So I, I, I spend, I'm in my house, you know, at least 48 hours. But 72 hours, three days in a row, it's rare. Yeah. And I'm not complaining because I love what I do. I, I enjoy it. Sometimes people just don't get it. But it just makes me realize that they really work the nine to five job. Yeah. You know, because we can, and I've seen it, we could be an hour 15, 16. My, we're happy if we're getting paid correctly, mm-hmm. if we're being fed on time. And we're also getting overtime, of course. Yeah. Yeah. When you get into those jobs where you're working those 16, 17, 18 hours, yeah. and your rate is $300. <laughs> um, you know, and they're fighting you on wanting to pay you overtime. Yeah, those are jobs that you're just like, I'd rather go do a nine to five. Yeah, at that point, and then yeah. as soon as you say you want to go do a nine to five, you're like, no, 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 not really. I'm, I'm, I'm good here. No, that's why I used to work at a TV station as an editor slash camera operator, and I was working my fifty hours plus a week. While I enjoyed it, I did learn a lot. Yeah. Um. The pay was for me was good at that point, and it was great because I was there for two three years, and then when I started coming to set and I realized what I was getting paid on one day on set, what I would get paid one week after fifty hours, I was like, come on, no brainer, you know. But it's just not the pay; it's also honestly the adventure of not knowing where you're gonna go, you know. Usually, the people that know and who are more involved in the production process of um, location and stuff like that as a dp you know so by the time you're hired and you're on the job you really don't know yeah but i realize sometimes it's bad not to ask because you might go underprepared 
or you go over prepared. Yeah, I think definitely the bigger problem is always going under. Under, yeah, under, because I've you know I've I've done jobs where I've been underprepared, and I think we were talking about this last week. Um, those are your those are your hardest days because if you don't have what you need, man, it's it's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, it's a nightmare. And I think you realize more or less by the call. And by call, because quotation, depending if it's an email or text, <laughs> you get, you know, if it's a, if it's a regular producer calling you or even a DP, you know what to expect. You know what you're going to get out of it. But if it's a, someone new, it's, it's a whole new canvas. You got to treat it as if it's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever hand gestures you're doing over there, yeah, that's exactly what. Like a whole new ballgame yeah. because you can't predict anything. You know, the, the person can promise X, Y, and Z, but deliver. Not yeah. A thing. yeah. So you just have to. Basically, you're going you're going into battle knowing that you're gonna need more than a um, Swiss Army knife. <laughs> you know, um, there is a couple of things, and I realize, you know, and, and I realize this over the last few years that I've been working as a first AC. Because of the second AC, all you need to know is call time, location, and um, what? How many days? Yeah, that. Yeah, there's no responsibility of you know of a prep day or, or the yeah. gear. That's not that's your responsibility once you get on set. Yeah. But actually getting the gear to set, you know, that's yeah. Um, but these are the things that I've discovered that is very essential when you're getting the job. When you're on the verge of negotiation and stuff like that, these are key factors I think you should really consider and ask the producer or whoever it is that hired you. Because even if a DP brings you along, you're going to want to talk to production because you should never let no one else negotiate for you. Oh, yeah, I agree. Because so do you, do you have a list of questions that you that you ask on it, a regular basis to? Yes. Um, over the years, I've come up with these production questions to ask because. If it's someone that you regularly work with, you know what to expect. But if it's somebody from out of town or someone you've never worked with, you know, because many times you're recommended from other ACs and stuff or, or even other producers or production coordinators. Yeah. It's good to know ahead of time what to expect. And it always going to vary because if if it's a commercial, you know you're not going to ask certain questions. If you're shooting uh, a documentary for whatever reason, you know you're not going to ask these questions. But like an overview, one of the first things I ask is is there overtime pay and how is it calculated? Because on a commercial and a and a music video is very different than a feature. Okay, I've seen that. The math is different, so that's something and how they calculate stuff. Because on a union, even in a union shoot, believe it or not, it's different than how I'm used to. Just you know, you get your rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard a bunch of different calculations that you can do, or, you know, every 15 minutes or every 30 minutes. Like, I, I've, you know, to me, that's always been the most confusing part. Yeah. Um, so I think that's important. You know, is there over, first, is there is there overtime rate? <laughs> yeah. And then secondly, how is it calculated? That way, when you build them, you know exactly what to expect. And there is no, oh, wait, um, I thought you agreed to. 14 and then you get time and a half after no because the rule of thumb in miami is you work straight between 1 and 12 you get time and a half from 12 to 14 
and then double overtime after 14. After 14. After 14. And then even, I, I've only gotten this once. Now, so for the people that I don't know, that doesn't include lunch. Our 12 hours when we're getting paid doesn't include lunch. So we have a, let's say we have a 12 hour day, seven to seven, yeah. right? But we have an hour lunch there. That means they can take us till eight. eight. Right. So our overtime doesn't start till our 13th hour. Correct. On set. It's a courtesy meal, you know? Yeah. But I also realized, look, I, I seen there's on some jobs where it's like, if production's feeding me, no problem. Yeah. You're feeding me. As long as it's not just pizza. Second meal is okay. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes on certain jobs, you know what? A hot pizza is better than certain things. Yeah, than a cold, cold, cold sandwich. sandwich. <laughs> That's still frozen in the middle. I've had a couple of those. Um, what's, a, what's another question? Um, let's say, how, how many questions do you ask? Well, as I'm saying, it just depends what it is. But I, I, um, one of the main ones over time because you just don't know if they're providing for it or not. Second question I like asking is, is there a kit rental? And also for expansion. So you're all about the money at this it's point. It's not... At the beginning, yeah, you have to know. Okay. Because if they if they expect you to bring everything and not get paid for it, that's not fair. Yeah. You know, because the other day... Oh, not the other day. A while back, I sat down because a client didn't want to pay for a kit. I was like, is it worth the hassle to fight for kits and just get the job? You know? And then I sat down and I started doing the calculations. And the sum was over 10 grand. In my kit and that's just the basic stuff and yeah. when i mean basic i'm just talking about my cart my cart plus accessories that come with that i you know that you add to when you buy it it adds up easily to over 1500 bucks and then you add your monitor yeah monitors alone four thousand dollars that's not counting the cables and the other little stuff yeah you gotta have extra cables you gotta have a mount uh, you know a baby pin mount you have to have yeah so many different things just for a monitor yeah that's already yeah. four grand so total we're already five five and a half and then you add all your expendables yeah you know your aks your pan girl your lens wipes while they're 20 bucks ten dollars you know all that adds up tapes you know you can't just have one gaff one black gaff tape no yeah, you have you to have, have multiple colors for different actors and then different sizes yeah. and different types and so not just paper or gaff you got to have um artist tape because it's easier to rip off and then you got to have team marks you can either have the heart the heart or the soft the sausage yeah it you gotta have up. you gotta have little arms each little arm is you know two hundred dollars yeah. a good one a, a good, good one yeah. arm you know so you can people, you can get away with the 30 40 dollar ones but a good arm two hundred dollars so my thing yeah. and and this is my train of thought think about it would you trust a 30 dollar arm with a four thousand dollar monitor no no absolutely not you know so 200 bucks and you know it's good and it's not gonna break on you and it's not gonna just you're pulling focus on the monitor. Just, go, <laughs> just slides right underneath. Slides right. Like, wait, what? And yeah. that's when people notice you're yeah. on set. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I, I, I sat back. I'm like, you know what? I do because the more I give, and that's not, and it's okay when it's a client that keeps you busy, like we spoke last time. But when it's people that just want to take advantage of you, and 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 more than anything, keep their pocket full, it's like, dude, you can't spare an extra hundred dollars for my stuff. But yet, oh, the client wants another monitor. They go rent it from the rental house for $400, yeah. $300. And I'm here trying to give you everything for a low. Yeah. And to be honest, man, I, I feel as producers, if your crew that you're hiring has the gear, 
why not get it from them instead of you know renting it from the bigger guy you know like keep keep money and to be honest i i think i use that a lot sometimes as a negotiation you know tactic is to you know give some gear you know or you know just to get my rate up or you know what it should be yeah um, compensate for okay fine you're gonna get you're gonna give me 90 percent of my rate but let me get a bump on the kit rental yeah uh, something I learned, I was thinking about this actually this morning. Um, an operator, his, his name Ozzy, he's very knowledgeable in in this world. Yeah. And one thing I've learned from him is how you can negotiate your kit, but never, never settle on your rate. Because if you go twenty hours or even five hours, you know your rate, you know exactly what to expect, and you won't complain as much. But if you undercut yourself. And you're going plus 15, I guarantee you, you're going to be whining. You're going to be kicking yourself. And you're going to be like, dude, why did I even accept this job? Yeah. Yeah. At that point, do you you don't even care about the job anymore. Yeah. And this happens to me, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. And I'm like, well, no, Alex, you said yes. So, guy de la boca and keep going. Yeah. But those jobs that you accept, you have, to, you have to realize at the end of the day, it is a job. You know, you're going to have your fun and you're going to laugh and all that stuff. But you're hired to do your job. You're not there to complain. You're not there to whine about how you're not getting a kit or how you're not getting the proper overtime. Once you say yes, you commit it to whatever the job brings. It doesn't matter if it's in the beach. doesn't matter if it's in the studio. doesn't matter if it's in Alligator Alley or in the water. doesn't matter. You said yes. Yeah, you had a choice. You had, you a, had choice. a choice to say no, and now you got to roll with it. Even if there's 10 location moves, you should have asked. You know, and right. that's sometimes I feel like I've gotten comfortable and I don't ask any questions and then I have to bite the bullet when I'm on the job. Mm. You know, and that, ha I mean, this happened to me recently when I forgot to ask um, because I was told we were going to film by the beach and I found out we were filming at the beach. And I was like, this is not what you told me, but yeah, you didn't ask. And I'm like, oh, really? Good to know. And I'm like, I lie. Oh, that was miserable. And that's the day, honestly, my second AC abandoned me. Danny, oh, sounds, sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> sounds about right. He, he he jumped on to something else, and I, I was fine with that because it was a better rate yeah, yeah. and more days. And I was like, dude, just go for it. And that was the day I needed him the most. It was the beach day. So definitely, that would probably be question number three, huh? Is locations? How many location? Moves How many company have? moves? Yeah. You know, because sometimes it could, on average, it could be three. Sometimes it's two. But when it's more than four and five, when it's four and five, you're like, dude, you know what? You're not paying me for gas. Or you ask for, hey, look, are you compensating for gas? Because how much am I supposed to travel? Or they could tell you two company moves. Okay, no problem. But then you're thinking, oh, 10, 20 minutes away. But no, we're filming in the Keys, but we're also filming in West Palm. Yeah. Uh, that's not one company move. That's a whole county. That's like a, that's like a <laughs> half a day. That's move. a travel day. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. that that's definitely the next question because it has to do with travel. You know, um, it's to my understanding that anything over an hour is considered um, travel. Uh, you get mileage for per mileage, or you get paid um, per hour. Anything over an hour of travel. Um, let me rephrase that. Anything over six, I think sixty-five miles. There's just there's a certain amount of mileage. Yeah. That allows it to be considered far from home or whatever. Um, I remember one job, they're like, we're not giving you mileage rate. Um, 
um, we're not gonna give you the mileage, but what you what we are gonna give you is the overtime to drive. Okay. So I was like, okay, even better. Yeah. <laughs> My rate was great. Yeah, I'll take so that. So I had to drive an hour and a half at double overtime. I was like, yeah, I'll take that. I'm in. <laughs> you don't have to pay for gas. You don't have to pay for nothing. You know, so I think that's those are the, um, another good question to ask. So following the travel question or look, how many locations move is always good to know. And keeping in mind that we're talking about first ACs because we had to talk about logistics. If there's four company moves, if there's two company moves, if there's one, if there's only one location, it's perfect. It's yeah. happened, you know. But we have to keep in mind and consider production itself. But production as well has to consider us because many times they just think, okay, next location, let's go. You have to be there and ready to shoot. Hold on. I have to break down my cart, put everything back, and then move. It's not as easy as rolling the cart into a production truck. Yeah. And there's times I've been on jobs, um, and that happened recently too, where camera was sharing production truck with Art. Oh, man. Yeah, I've had those jobs. Mind you, Art has Yeah, if, if, if we thought we had a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, Art has... Art, Art could take up... Two box trucks, yeah, and not have a problem with it, and still need, and still need more, <laughs> more and still room. need to come into camera. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I I think those questions are important because it's those jobs that are more well structured and and budgeted that you actually get your own. You know, yeah. Sometimes you you don't realize until you don't have it. Like when you having your own camera truck is a blessing. Yeah, no, and it's part of your job as a first AC to handle logistics for your department. Yeah. I mean, you have to figure out how that gear is going to get to the next location. You know, how it's going to get to location one, period. Yes. Right? So now you have to figure out, all right, well, if we're moving a location, I got to figure out how much time I'm going to need to let production know. So that way, you know, you guys can, we can work together. Yeah. You know? And it's also, also has to do with, okay, we're moving locations. Do I have a parking spot already reserved for me? Yeah. Because many times they just, they just want to keep land and start rolling. You're like, hold on. We need to unload stuff and also you want to be safe you know the other day and that's and and just talking about carts a little quick going back to carts and why it's important to have one even when production doesn't pay for it i was on a job and usually when i change lenses and filters and all that stuff depending on how things are i either change it on the tripod where the camera is living or i take it back to my cart Mm -hmm. on my top shelf and i was changing a filter took out the map box like any other job but it's one of those things where once i released the knob on the map box from the lens i felt the filter just graze my finger it's when your heart stops everything stops yeah you, you everything stops except for the filter falling <laughs> on the floor <laughs> and it fell yeah and it's like you, you, you for i don't play soccer you know but you try to, you know, save it with your foot. They didn't happen. You'll take the piece of glass in your foot <laughs> better than, than it falling on the yeah. on the ground. Absolutely. And for the first time in 10 years, even, you know, no matter what position I've been in the camera department, for the first time in 10 years, I broke something. I was... Oof. Crying. I was... I was mad. I was really mad at myself. You know, because I don't like breaking things. And I was just, I, I was in disbelief. Like, I came with the, I broke something. You know, filters caught. There was a 4x5. So, it was a 4x5 
Yeah, let's say it's about black magic one eighth. It was about four hundred dollars. Yeah, three four hundred bucks. And I was just like, yeah, production covers it and everything, but it's the fact that I broke it. I'm not you, ten years. Come on. Yeah, the last thing you want to do is cost production money. And the worst worst thing, it was the last day of the shoot. New 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 producer working with or someone you've worked with. Before? Someone I worked with before, um, but ain't no DP. Yeah, and um, last day of the shoot, midday, so we still had at least another eight hours to go, and we didn't have a filter. And, and I'm was, pretty sure it's a filter you were using all the time on the on the camera. Yes, and the thing is also since it was during this coronavirus thing, everything closed down, so we were still kind of filming, and it was the last day, nothing was open. So there's no way of there sourcing no, anyone. There was no way to source it anywhere. It just it was a bad day for me for the rest of the day from that point forward. And that's why it's important to when you're accepting jobs that you fight for your kid rental. And if not, you know what? And if you say yes and they don't pay for it, take the cart. Yeah. Avoid, yeah, take it anyways. Avoid certain dilemmas like this. Um, just moving along because I do have a long list of quick questions to ask before you, you get the job but the next one I wanted to bring up and I think it's good to know um, when do you receive payment in the beginning I remember I was getting that 30 okay you know but I saw you start working with people more constant and on a weekly basis they start paying you quicker two weeks even a week few people even pay at the end of jobs yeah yeah I've had a couple a couple jobs that I've finished Day of and you get yeah you know, they get cash Those or, are great. yeah <laughs> no we don't get even cash. though even though what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, your no, wife is no, listening dude no cash <laughs> <laughs> and then there's jobs that I've gotten where they don't you don't really ask and they don't really say anything and it's sixty days and you're like uh yeah where's my money those are the jobs I I I worked x amount of hours already and I put on a smile. And I, I, I told my jokes. I gave a good show, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my money? You know? If I have to hound you for my money, it's like, dude, that's not right. Yeah, and the worst part is that you're watching this, whatever, commercial, music video, or whatever it might be. You're watching it on TV already. Yeah. You still haven't been paid. It's like, <laughs> you're like whoa, hold on. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a tough part, man, in our, in, in our industry is that we don't know when our next job is coming. And we don't know when our next check is coming either because, yeah. you know, they can. I mean, I'm I right now have a couple grand out that, you know, uh, uh, agency or a producer. Someone's not being paid yeah. and I'm not being paid. So this was back in July. So I'm almost at a year. Oh, wow. You know, so th- those are things that like it's like, man, I did the job. You got the product. You have the shots. You, you Ex- have the edit. Yeah. You've already used that. You probably made money on it. You know, the oh, clients made money. They on, definitely yeah. made money on So it. it's like, where's my money? Like, where's the little guy's money? You know, so it's that, that yeah. definitely something. That's definitely a great question for the fact that at least you have a better understanding of when you should expect to be yeah. paid. And then also it helps when you have an agent, you know, that really made a big turn for me. And since I started working with my mom, my mom has just been negotiating everything perfectly. So hold on. Your mom is your agent. Yeah. I've never heard of uh, of an AC having an agent. Hey, it works, okay? Please explain this to me. <laughs> and um, is, is, is your mom taking on new clients? No, no, no. I keep her busy with all my jobs. <laughs> um, so that's why I, 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 I do think it's important because 
I remember one job I got, it was for ESPN. And they're like, hey, listen, we're going to pay you your full rate, your full kit rate, and your full rate, but it's going to be net 60. Okay. And I was like, <laughs> and and this, but here, this is the great kicker. We're only going to film two hours. Oh, yeah. I've, I've done all those two hour shoots. Yeah. Well, we filmed 90 minutes and we were sent home. We finished in 90 mm-hmm. minutes. And they're like, the downside is we're only we're gonna we're gonna pay you a net thirty. And I was like, <laughs> net sixty. No, sorry, net yeah. sixty. So what? Full rate, full kit, and only filming two hours because I only had the basketball player for yeah. a hard time. I was like, no problem because then I already knew what I already knew to expect at net at the net thirty at the thirtieth day from the invoice. I don't bother um, reaching out to them. Yeah. Because usually when I know it's net 30, when it's past, actually when it's past net 30, I actually reach the client that hired me. I'm like, hey, listen, when it's net, when it's already 30, 35, so I give them a couple, couple more days. That's when I'm like, hey, look, uh, what's going on with payment? Hi, remember me? Yeah. Remember the job we did? Yeah. And that's why I've learned, you know, ask. And when there's a new client or someone, new producer, you don't know. Want to expect to receive payment? Yeah, and if and if the producer or the you know production company ask for sixty days, all right, well, you know I'll give you sixty days. Yeah, you know I understand. You know things. Exactly. Every 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 company works differently. In the beginning, it was oh, I, and I was why in the beginning I would I I would ask us I would need to know I would uh, needed to know when to expect money because you know didn't work a lot. But when I kept my, nowadays when I keep myself busy because my mom hires you know back to back she's there you know <laughs> I'm calling your mom tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you know now I don't even I get checked and it's like a stack and I'm like oh nice oh what is I don't remember what this is but okay <laughs> okay that's how it is now but in the beginning it wasn't because again I was living check to check and you know what just speaking about money and especially in these times that we um, that we're living with this epidemic and um, corona it's really important you know to touch base on savings mm-hmm you know, I haven't worked in a little over two months. I'm almost at, yeah. Two months, I think. Um, but I'm fine, and I'm still fine for another two, three months because I saved. Yeah. I was I was heavily investing in gear, but I stopped myself and decided, you know what? Let me cut back on purchases and make sure I have enough money to cover my essentials. You know, the rent, the car, food. The light and stuff like that. Because if I was in the dark right now, it, I wouldn't be as happy. Absolutely. I I lived the first, whatever, couple of years I was working in this industry like that. Paycheck to paycheck, like money would come in. Most of the times I would use it before out of credit card or, you know, and at one point I was like, I can't do this anymore because you're like, you're living, you know, like suffocating. Yes, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. So I totally, totally understand that. So, word of advice, and even to the newbies and anyone coming into the film industry that's listening, save. Save. You know, even if you're able to save twenty five, thirty percent of every check, do so because there's gonna be a day where you're gonna be like, oh, I need it, and it's there. You're gonna thank yourself for it. Yeah, we never, we never thought our jobs would. uh, I mean. It's TV. Everybody yeah. watches TV. Everybody watches movies. Everybody watches, you know, what we do. So we never thought we would be in a in, in a point of our life where we have no work. Yeah. You know, I know there's people out there that still have you know gigs here and there, but what ninety 
98% of our industry is... Maybe 99. Maybe 99 look, is Look, in, in January and February, each month, I did 25 days. Yeah. Each month. Come March... But I'm living off of whatever I make. Yeah. In January and February. And we're already in May. So, yes, we make good money if you negotiate right and you value yourself and what you bring to the table or to the set. But you also have to realize, you know, there's going to be rainy days. Yeah. So you got to be prepared for the rain and not prepare for it when it comes. And definitely touching on the whole um, negotiating. Definitely, you know, for anyone starting off new, um, just learn from my mistakes. Because I made the mistakes when I was first starting in this industry. I just wanted the job. Yeah. I didn't care. I didn't care rate. I didn't care. I just wanted to be on set. I wanted my experience. I wanted, you know... Um, there was a, a client that I would work with or, you know, clients that I would work with that, you know, they were hired for me the job, say, yeah, go, you know, get everything ready. And I wouldn't know my rate till either day of or, you know, or after the shoot. And I think about it now, I'm like, man, like, I, I, how did I work like that for so yeah. long? Like, you, you, you know, there's no, and, on, and, and a lot of times it would come back on a rate that I thought, or at least what I was charging at the time, um, they would come back and they would ask me for lower. Or if I had gear, they would ask, oh, no, you know, yeah, we use your gear, but, you know, I didn't have it in my budget and this. So a oh, lot of yeah. times I was like, damn, like, yeah, I thought I was going to make $3,000. Now I'm only making $1,500. Yeah. You know, like it's it's a, you know, things like that. Like um, always negotiate your rates beforehand. Always know what, and I, I don't think that's a big problem, but you know, for someone starting off, you know, you just want the job. You yeah. want you want your, your time. But I, I do think that's important You so you know your numbers. Yeah. You know, um, something happened to me similar because in the beginning, um, when I was going during, I, I just, after high school, I got my first job and I was working there for three years. But then I was laid off and I was only going to school for like two years and I would get off jobs, odd jobs here and there. And I remember one of those odd jobs, it was a production, you know, um, it was like uh, like a conference type of thing, mm-hmm. you know, um, a bonus boring conference, a talking head, whatever. And basically, what I was in charge of, I was I was content developer, and I was I would create content for the side screens and project stuff. And on that job, I remember it was one of my first jobs, and we went like twenty hours. And this job was pretty much a production job, you know. It was one of those conferences where there was a lot of talking heads, and. I remember I was young. I was like, what, in my early 20s? And it was right before I got into the, into the film industry. I was doing a lot of production jobs. And I remember that job entitled for me to create content and project it, you know? So I was just on my laptop, After Effects, mm-hmm. you know? And I remember that as we were setting up, I plug in the audio um, one eighth jack mm-hmm. into my computer. And there was a big boom. The channel was still on. The channel was still on. And basically, I didn't know it at that moment, but it pretty much fried my sound card. Oh, man. Yeah. That is not a good way to start. And I didn't realize it because I, I kept editing, but I didn't have headphones. So whatever I was listening to, I was listening to it just on, speakers, fine, yeah. on my speakers. But ended up that it did blow up my sound card and then 
when the moment came to play the video for the house, there was no video. There was no no sound. No sound. Damn. Yeah. So the client wasn't very happy. Um, and of course, I wasn't happy. But long story short, it turned out to be a 20 hour day because we had to set up a breakdown. And I'm there thinking, man, 20 hours, I'm going to get paid at least, at least a grand. Mind you, I'm a college student. Yeah. So Damn. you hadn't negotiated your rate. You hadn't. I thought I, I was going to get paid over a grand yeah. because usually I would get paid, I don't remember how much, on less time and got to get good money. And I was thinking, oh no, I'm getting over a grand for sure. And not only did the client take months to pay me, when he gave me the check, and the check was for one fifty. <laughs> okay. I was like, uh, um, you're, you're missing a couple hundred. <laughs> you're, you're missing a zero. I need zero. <laughs> and he's like, no, bro, I'm sorry, but I had to, you know, I'm paying you out of, out of courtesy. Because, you know, the video didn't come out and there was no sound and this and that. And I was like, damn, I get it. But one, it wasn't my fault, you know. Sound guy gives me a cover, gives me the oh, yeah, cable, the cable, plugs it. I plug it in. Why was the channel hot? Two, who's going to repair? Yeah. Yeah. Now you're out. You're out. Six, no, like six fifty, I think it was yes. the repair. You're Sorry. out. You're out. That's six fifty. Then you're out the nine hundred dollars that you thought you were gonna get paid. Yeah. But I still had to load in and load out twenty yeah. hours, bro. Come on, for one fifty. It's like you made money off of me. Yeah. Because whatever service I provide, I'm guarantee you was double whatever you're paying me. And yeah, and he still probably charged for it. Oh, like nothing. I happened. guarantee you, he made at least twenty grand on that job. Because it's one of those, you know, private conferences with our doctors and I don't know what. Yeah. And that, that day I got so pissed. Like, I, 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 not just pissed, but I was hurtful. It's like, dude, 20 hours. And I didn't complain not once. Yeah, that's definitely and one walk, of those. And instead of walking with, with, the, with, the, with you know, with a smile, it's just, I'm walking with, with a negative bill. Mind you, thank God. Um... I was wise enough to get Apple Care, and I was like, "Dude, no problem, we got it." Oh, that's crazy. So yeah, that's, that's why it's why it's it's important for for you to understand when you're starting this business, not just know your stuff, especially as a first AC, because you you should know all this already. How no, you need to negotiate your rate and stuff. But if you're not, if you're if you don't come into industry, and walk the line quote unquote where you're a camera PA or you're a second AC or you know if you don't go that route and you yeah. just jump as a first you're going right into the battle you know there's certain things you didn't, you didn't learn but you're gonna learn today oh you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna learn the hard way yeah absolutely so I I, I, I didn't know what to do who was, I, who was I gonna go complain there was no HR no, you know no. freelancers don't have HR <laughs> You know, I didn't have my mom as my agent back then, but now I do, and I'm well prepared, and I'm better prepared, and it makes a difference when I when you know your stuff, and you value your work and what you bring, because now when I could fight 
and not just when I when I mean fight, I guess uh, it's, it's more impart knowledge to producers and such. You want me to bring this, this, and this. I'm bringing this of total plus sum of ten grand. Give me two hundred bucks. You know, because at the end of the day, you you negotiate your rate, kit rate, however you want. But at least you know if something breaks, you're covered for it. The last question, one of the last questions, I know I have a lot more. I don't, again, I don't want to bore you guys. And I think this is very, very essential, at least in my heart and to many of the listeners. One question you should ask, especially if it's someone new or even a long-term project, when are meals slated to be served? And if we go over, are there meal penalties? Okay. A good reason is not so uh, in the beginning of the year. Uh, it was a feature, two units, and there was a lot of stunt work that day. And I've said, said it before, I love stunt work. So you get caught up in the action. There was gunfire, gun chase. We were there. But I was also hungry. <laughs> Gotta eat. We had, a good, we had a great breakfast that day, I remember. Uh, pancakes, waffles, sausage, bacon, OJ. Mm, it was good. Um... And we were filming. We went and we, 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 we were filming whatever. We caught up. We were behind because we were behind because camera truck didn't come in until after the ACs. I have no idea. <laughs> it's one of those drops. You're like, what? How does camera truck come after the ACs are already on set? You know, but it was a stunt day. They were behind. They were trying to figure things out. We were filming and we were like already eight hours in. And I'm to the, I tell the producer, you know. Pointing yeah. at the clock. Where's my food? Where's my food? Ten hours in, and no food around. And um, make a longer story short, um, we cut for lunch, and we're already like ten hours in, and then we have not seen one hot sandwich anywhere. And is there at least crafty on this? Like something you can, if you want to call that. But after a while, how many yeah, bags yeah. of chips and yeah, and granola bars can you have? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all that crumb on your <laughs> you know when you open the pack and all the crumbs fall on your unit <laughs> it's like a sandstorm mm-hmm. <laughs> and we break for lunch whatever but guess what there's a crew of what maybe 50 people or more or less and they all in a matter of, of seconds just disappear you know camera people can't just be like okay bye I gotta go Yeah, we gotta go to the trucks you know, take the lenses off the cameras for transport, which is a lot safer than having them on. So we take a good 20, 30 minutes loading out because it's we have a lot of stuff. We have four carts at that day. Okay. We finally get back to home base, and we go. I go towards the food. <laughs> There's no food. <laughs> I see all the extras and actors, and they're all eating. i uh, finished eating plates, and I'm there. I'm like, there's no food. Like, I want to, I'm so mad that I want to, I, I, I want to cry. <laughs> I go tell the production corner, go talk to the AD. I'll go talk to the AD. AD, hey. AD says, go talk to the coordinator. <laughs> AD says, no, we're done. I'm like, what do you mean we're done? We're wrapped. So basically we, I was like, I had no words. I've never been on a job where I don't get fed. I'm guessing this is a low budget. Uh, it was a low budget feature. Let me. Okay. Yeah, I should have said that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so low budget feature, 
they had no food for camera 12 hours or for camera because they had they had food for everybody else else, but not for camera because they just forgot about camera did you did you charge uh meal penalties on that or did you even ask there's some there's some battles that you just know you're not gonna win and you you accept the job knowing there was gonna be certain um Certain nightmares, mm-hmm. you know. I, I I think that's the proper word to use because you you know you weren't gonna go into what you're used to or accustomed to to the standard quote unquote. So there's gonna be a couple setbacks and letdowns. So I went when I spoke to the, the one of the producers. She's like, "Yeah, we're not paying the penalties." I'm like, "Okay." Oh, I okay. Thank you. Uh, I I just left. I told everybody else because I was I was uh, the lead AC. We packed our gear and I just left. That's sad, man. That's I mean, at least at that point, go get me a pizza. Yeah, go like figure it. I get it. Don't get me a full lunch, but get me something. Get me get me by to at least get home or something like that. Like that's that's not right, man. That's I I I know I talk a lot about food and stuff. But it's those things that, at least for me, keep me happy. And it keeps me going on set. Yeah. Because, okay, we're going to film this and that. No problem. But I want to make sure I have enough energy and enough things, substance in my stomach to keep going. Because it's not, if you notice, as an AC, you can't go to the bathroom all the time you want when you want. Yeah. Because you're in the hot seat. You know? And you and if you don't have a good enough, well-trained second, you can't really step away. Because who else is going to pull focus? Production is not going to wait for you. No, no, they're definitely not. Because they're either behind or, especially on a low budget, usually usually they're behind. <laughs> we are super behind. Yeah, so they're not going to wait. They're not going to wait for you to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Um, but I mean, definitely, I I totally agree. I think if it's one thing that you're going to do to your crew is feed them, especially if you're already requesting for them to work. Lower rates, long yes. hours, feed us. Just feed us. And you, you can see the difference in how we work when we have when we have food. Yeah. Not because we're a bunch of, you know, big boys over here, but <laughs> I think anyone would agree with this, you know, and, and and you know, I think all these questions that you had are, are great. Um I know you have about what, forty more questions over there? Six more, okay. Six, six more? more. All right, you got six more questions. You know what? I think we should actually you know, save those questions and we should post them up on our on our Instagram. And, you know, for anyone listening right now, go check out our Instagram um, at the camera department podcast and join the conversation. Look at the other questions that we have um, and the questions that we've already talked about. And if you have any questions that you think, you know, we should be asking, hey, we all we all live with, you know, we all live by getting advice from other people. Yeah. And this is and these are just questions I, I, I came across. Because I started to listen to other ACs as well. You know, and it's, it's important that, you know, especially in Miami, that we stick together. Because, um, like I shared last time, you know, it's not so much of a competition because there's enough work to go around for a lot of us. Yeah. That's how I feel. That's how I see it. You know, I like the fact when I'm busy and people call me and, and I'm not available and I'm, I'm able to share the contact. Hey, yeah. look. You're helping other people stay busy. Yeah, and and I love that, and 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 I wish instead of seeing each other as competition or anything like that, we help each other. 
you know, and again, we all have we all have bills, we all have things to pay and everything, but we all find our niche, you know, and I think it's important that as you know as we stay strong together, the more united we are and the more the more united we are at the front it at the front it's better for us because when the other outside producers come in, they don't bring those low bar rates, yeah, yeah, and they can't go around and call. You know different people and and oh and you know i've gotten a lot of calls from like different acs that will hey listen look this is what they should be paying this is what they're going to pay don't let them lowball you from this and i think as acs we should always stick together um so you know people aren't playing games with us you know because yeah. it's what we deserve you know and you know it's not fair for them to call you and say 700 and then they call someone else and say 500 it's like yeah because you know, and 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 it's not to devalue or diminish anybody on set because we're all humans and we all deserve to be getting paid. But imagine as a first AC slash focus puller, because it's two jobs in one. That's how I see it. Imagine if you're raised the same rate as the crafty. Yeah, that's that's tough. That's and you know I love crafty <laughs> and anyone who feeds me and provides for me on set. You'll work hard for them. Yes, I work. <laughs> but I'm, and, the problem is with you talking about all this food, you're giving all these producers, they're not going to pay you cash anymore. I'm mean, like, listen, we got food for you. We got food. But, but am I right or am I wrong? Imagine you're right the same rate as a person serving crafty. You know, the knowledge and the, the, the skills and talents you have to have to be a first AC slash focus puller. And the stress you go through. Yeah. And the time that you've put in all, everything. Everyone. Everything, you know. Yeah. So imagine if your race is still the same rate as someone who just, you know, who they love. They love what they do. Because I've seen people who are craft, crafty people and they love it. Yeah. And I love the fact they love what they're doing. And many times when they're preparing my sandwiches and stuff, and I'm just looking at them and I'm like, they're enjoying themselves. Because they have a passion and a, a, a heart to serve. And I love seeing that. Yeah, that's that's like my wife. My wife, um, when we first met, she's a chef. So she, you know, I tried to get her into this world, Mm -hmm. into our production life. And, you know, she loved it. She loved, like, seeing how, like, she could prepare some great foods and how people would enjoy it. So, yeah, that that job, that's what they, like, like us, we love when we hit that sharp focus on a hard shot. Like, that's like... For us, it's like you walk up and you want to smile, but you're like, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be a nerd and be like, oh, yeah, like I, I'm the shit here. You know, you don't want to do that. But, yeah, I, I totally understand. You don't, you know, there's a reason why we get paid what we get paid. Because yeah. when, you know, when you're like you when said, the other, when, the you're, when you're in the hot seat, like and you hit that, 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 that sharp focus. I mean, you you just made that you just made that shot. You know, you you did you did your job. Yeah, because when you do your job and you know the focus, no one celebrates you. No, but when you hit no. that buzz, maybe the DP will celebrate you. The DP, yeah, the DP, because he's like, thank you. I don't have to carry this camera anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's people don't notice what we do, you know, until it's not being done. Yeah, that is true. So, John, I mean, I think we've spoken on on a good topic today with camera carts and we've spoken about getting the job and we will continue the conversation on instagram so do stay tuned to that but anything else you want to add before we go um definitely i have uh one of the things is um you know that i wrote and i might have talked about this already is don't assume anything when it comes to money 
Don't assume you're gonna get paid like Alex over there got paid wanted to get paid a thousand dollars. Don't assume it. Make sure you know your numbers. Well, I think that wraps it up for us. Thanks for listening to the Camera Department Podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe. If you would like to continue the conversation, head over to our Instagram at the Camera Department Podcast. If you'd like to be part of the podcast, please make sure you send us an email to info at thecameradepartmentpodcast.com or send us a message on our Instagram. Thanks, guys. Yeah.